Yeah, good evening, South Africans. Nine minutes past the hour, 20 hours. Thanks to my brother, Tabiso Mosia, for a wonderful sports edition, of course, between 7 and 8 in the evenings on SAFM, Mondays to Fridays. Nayelu Pondwana will succeed me after the an hour and 50 minutes, and that will happen because we will be in conversation this evening. The escalating taxi violence in the South African taxi industry on Tonight's show, we shall have the MEC for Gauteng Roads and Transport, Mr. Jacob Mamabolo, together with Santaco's representative, Mr. Tabisho Molelekwa. That's the whole hour this evening that we will be dedicated to discussing the taxi industry, first of all, and just some of the nuances that are inherently involved there that the ordinary passenger even might not necessarily appreciate before we get into, obviously, the ongoing problem really about just the taxi violence and the nature of the business itself being a high risk in enterprise and business the top of the new hour nine in the evening hashtag health on monday central chronic medicines dispensing and distribution dr harold amala who's a medical advisor to the sipla foundation will be in conversation with us on that and then of course at the end at 20 past we're talking to the Head of Marketing and Communications at the Transport Education Training Authority, Mr. Sabelombugu, talking to us about the HIV-AIDS awareness campaign that TITA, that's the Transport Education Training Authority, is embarking on. Very important, particularly as we head through to the December break, when you know one December of every year is World AIDS Day. So lots to look forward to. It's 10 past. After this very short ad break, we shall get into this conversation head on. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Good evening, Mr. Tabisho Molelekwa. Are you well? Santako. Um, well, thank you, uh, and good evening to your listener. Sir, thank you so much for joining us. We are, of course, in conversation about, I would imagine, a topic that nobody in the business wants to talk about or is at least pleased that we are talking about. Nonetheless, it is necessary for us to really engage the industry together with the government, particularly the department involved with roads and transport. Taxi, the taxi business, taxi violence in the business, what can you tell us that ordinary South Africans who use your services, and they are in a great majority country over, but what is it that is about the industry that is not well understood outside those in the business itself? I'm sorry, you don't get I just basically want you to give us a synopsis of some of the issues in the taxi industry at large that only those persons in the taxi business itself would know best that we as consumers or government or persons who are not even consumers or government would never know about the taxi industry? Um, I think, uh, as a matter of fact, what, what becomes important is to state that uh, the taxi industry is today um, is no different uh, to the industry back then, and I'm talking pre-democracy. Except to say the differences in the different administrations have created major challenges or changes for the industry that have, in some way or the other, had uh, some significant impact on the day-to-day operations of the taxi 
industry. Uh, but be there as it may, we, we remain a, a business that that believes that uh, our contribution to society uh, remains important. We remain a business that uh, continue to contribute at least 35 billion to the GDP, and uh, we believe that alone um, uh, assists the South African government to address uh, the socio-economic challenges of the of the country, taking into account uh, our employment of uh, semi-skilled laborers. Uh, in the taxi industry, which is about uh, 600,000. So we, 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 we still remain relevant, we still remain uh, strong, and uh, we still want to continue to play uh, our role uh, as, a, as a transport service in the country. The challenges, however, remain. Some designed, uh, uh, some uh, unintended. So, um, uh, and, and we believe... Uh, if we are able to talk frankly and uh, are able to resolve issues with uh, openness mm. and transparency, uh, we will be able to make uh, significant changes in the, and, and growth in the sector. Let me go through what you have just said line by line. We're going to talk about, because I think that was a good entry point, and I appreciate you for being as frank as you have been. We're going to talk about the changes and the challenges post-94 that have had the kind of impact that you are now essentially lamenting. We're going to talk about its contribution, the taxi industry that is, contribution to the national GDP. You've given us a figure of $35 billion. I want to better understand that. We're also going to talk about the employment that you offer for those outside the tax industry itself possibly might not be without work, and we're talking about what six hundred thousand people in your terms. And you say, of course, you're still relevant. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna dismiss that one simply because it is true. I don't think we can engage in a credible argument that's going to question if whether or not the tax industry in the country is relevant. I think we can all agree that it is. But before we continue in this conversation, I do understand now the MEC for Roads and Transport, Data Jacob Mababolo, is on the line. Good evening, sir. How are you? from and thanks for the opportunity. Good evening to all the listeners. Excellent. I'm going to ask Mr. Tabisho Mulelekwa, who's of Santaco, what are these changes that have taken place post-94 that some by design, some by default have become challenges. Do you perhaps just want to give us a bird's eye view as government, as the bureaucratic structure, if you like, in terms of what are your issues with the taxi industry to the extent that it would have prompted Premier Makura to institute a commission of inquiry? Firstly, let me acknowledge the my apologies, the good points that have been made and I think you have summed them up very well and I think let me immediately embrace what you're saying that let's let's have discussions about them. The taxi industry it's an industry that has evolved historically from the good work that our people have done. It has closed a very important gap in the dark days of apartheid and colonialism when the apartheid government denied our people access to public transport and failed to invest actually underdeveloped public transport infrastructure and most importantly modes of transport for our people. It was the taxi industry that closed that gap to a point that in our province we're talking about 70% of commuters, the workforce, people looking for employment, the employed using the taxi industry as the co-mode of transport. Mm. So we need to make sure 
that as a country, and this is the work we have started in our province, following a very successful provincial tech summit that we held in July, where we said we need to take the taxi industry to a new level, to a point that we say we have to make sure that if black economic empowerment is to be real and meaningful, we should be able to see it through one of the economic activities of our people, which is the tax industry. I like the point you made in your opening. When you say this is one area where certainly most people would stay a little bit away from and avoid getting into discussions <clears throat> about uh, how do we take it forward. I agree with you. The tax industry must also appreciate that the perceptions that people have of the tax industry, the way people look at it, they must also take responsibility to say some of the things the fear around the tax industry, the way we treat members of the public. Some of these issues, why the tax industry remain the backbone and core of our public transport system. We must take responsibility for them and we must be willing to change them. Of course, no sector of the economy, no single industry that I know that has succeeded within, without the support of government. So whilst as government, we must sh take the share of the blame whilst the taxi industry must take the share of the blame as well. Violence, the killings, which is exactly how is the provincial government we intervening in making sure that we save the taxi industry from itself, but also from the historic weaknesses that we could have helped them. And of course, with the opportunity, we can talk about them, and I'll go into some mm. example about those. But I think the debate we are having for me Mm. It's exactly the debate we are supposed to have about mm. the taxi industry and the political economy of the taxi industry and its capacity to give us a completely new, powerful, but working class, grounded, bottom-up type of an economy. The taxi industry has got massive, massive potential for that, capacity for that. If you just look at daily the liquidity, the flow of revenue of cash, banked by the tax industry, the acquisition purchasing of cars, its impact of the automotive sector, the parts, tires. So the taxi industry every day touches almost the entire core of the economy. And we can look at the entire value chain of producing a car, maintaining it, oil, uh, petroleum, and all rubber, uh, leather, so we're talking about an industry that really, as government, we had looked at it immediately post-1994. We will be having one of the best models of organic, grounded, working-class, successful model of an economic uh, activity. So for me, the prospects are quite huge. The challenges are huge, but we can work on them. All right, gentlemen. Mr. Mamabolo, thank you for that. Thank you as well to you, Mr. Tabisho Molelegwa. This is how I propose to engage you going forward for the balance of this hour. We're going to signpost on four topics. You may write this down because I'm going to go through it systemically. We're going to talk about the challenges and the changes. Or rather, we're going to talk about the changes post-94 that have had an impact in the taxi industry, some of which are now challenges to the industry. That's the first. Changes stroke challenges. Secondly, 
very importantly, the economic contribution of the industry to the nation. You mentioned the value chain of all the businesses that benefit from the tax industry, Mr. Mamabolo. That's a very crucial point. And we're also going to discuss how we get to 35 billion rand of the GDP as submitted by Tabiso, our brother there. Then we're going to talk about something which is probably the basis of this commission of inquiry into minibus taxi type service violence, fertilities and instability in Gauteng being the user experience. And for that, I wish to really draw on the experiences and the voices of the people at home who are listening on to this show to contribute meaningfully, please. And then, of course, last point, which is something that I need to have addressed, and both of you have spoken about it, albeit in different terms. That's the professionalization of the taxi industry, because our brother, Mr. Tabisha Mudelegwa, mentioned that it's a private business like any other that contributes meaningfully to the GDP, a point which is conceded or agreed to by Mr. Mamabolo, our MEC. Can we agree on that, gentlemen? Changes stroke challenges, two, economic contribution, three, the user experience, and four, professionalizing the industry itself. Now, on the first point, you mentioned, uh, Tabiso, that there have been changes post-94. Some of these have posed serious challenges to the industry as a whole. In a sentence or two, rather in a minute or two, please, highlight those critical changes that have become now challenges that you are grappling with as, in, as the taxi industry in the country. Um, simply put, the, the, the biggest challenge, the biggest change that the industry uh, experience the post uh, 94 or post the uh, apartheid uh, dispensation is the, the whole issue around permit or operating licenses. And I think Houting in particular uh, has got has got its own share of, of, of that particular challenge and I would not want to dwell much on that. But here is the problem. The, 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 at the heart of the industry's argument has been the apartheid government has given the industry a license to which has which has become a family business, which has become an inheritance from generation to generation. And the democratic government, the very government that we have voted for, has taken it right away. So therefore, you have you have a business, but with an operating license that that has a lifespan of about six to seven years, depending on which province you are in. But what does that mean to your business? It means when you go to the bank and want to borrow money to buy a vehicle, and the bank looks at the lifespan of that license, you've got two challenges. Either the bank can decline you if they don't, they will then increase the interest rate, which then strains your business further. And this goes without any form of subsidization. And, I, and I'm glad that the MEC has, has acknowledged that part. So, so, so this change on its own, has become a serious problem. Then there comes the issue of the fixed capitalization program, which, which the minister recently launched as well. Now, mm. if you look at the origins of fixed capitalization program, you'd realize that it was the industry that voluntarily wanted to embark on refurbishing or re- re- recapitalizing its own vehicles. Government came in to say, let's not do it this way, let's do it this way, and government will support. And in that case, government never honored most of its commitment that it made. And I'm glad also the MEC mentioned in terms of empowerment and so on, because those things came back from, 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 from as, as far as 1998. So, 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 so these two fundamental changes in the life of the taxi business have, have become serious problems. And, 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 and putting a cherry on top is the whole duplication of 
of roots, which, which, which government has not really been able to, to resolve, to the point that it has become a larger part of the violence that we experience today. All right. That's a crucial point for you to, I'm going to ask you rather please to leave it at there. Operating licenses, no subsidies, the fact that there cannot be succession on this, therefore spoiling, if you like, the economic benefits from that. We're going to talk about taxi recapitalization and related empowerment from that. Those are the submissions that have been made on behalf of Santaco, and I would imagine it speaks for the taxi industry. After the break, Mr. Jacob Mababolo replies to just those two major points. After this break, please. SAFM explores issues in the news, politics, business, technology, and arts and culture with diverse perspectives and insights that will inform and challenge you. As always, we value your feedback. Don't hesitate to email us, feedback at safm.co.za. Join the conversation on global perspectives on the news of the day. SAFM, leading the conversation. Here's something interesting from TV licenses. Do you want to be part of our next SABC media campaign? We are looking for South Africans with a story about how SABC TV or radio has touched your life. WhatsApp us a one-minute video to 079-504-3170 telling us, us, telling us how SABC impacted your life in some way and you could be part of this exciting new campaign. Visit you. .co.za for more information. That number one more time is 079-504-3170. Hashtag made possible by you. One word with a smile, please. Mr. Mababolo? Yes, I hope you can still hear me. Yes, I can. Now, let, and thanks for the opportunity once more. The, the operating licenses, their um, lifespan and for how long, inheritance of those. This point has been raised with us very sharply in the province, and I'd like to say, yes, it is indeed a problem that we need to look at it. And I share the sentiment because um, the, the tax industry is saying, if you have got a license to operate any other business, you remain with that license for as long as you are able to run a business. Why this one has a lifespan, seven years, and so on. So it's a good point. We, if we have to corporatize the taxi industry and get it to be run truly like a business, we have to reaffirm basic practices and best practices of how other businesses are run. So, so this point in the province and, of course, engaging with national government, it's a matter that has to be looked at. It's a valid point. Taxi recapitalization. Um, also, there are, while this was a, a program by government to help deal with taxes that have really outlived their lifespan mm. and try to help people to recapitalize and get new cars. There is an issue there about up to which period do you take the cars. There are cars that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and my colleague there can correct me, it's up to, I think, 2006 or seven. And people are saying there are already cars in that space that need themselves to be recapitalized. So this issue, and there are people who say, I'm currently driving a car, I'm not paying. If I have to recapitalize, it means I'm going to sit with credit, I need to qualify. So, yes, it's an important intervention, 
But I think if we were to sit together with the tech industry, look at its weaknesses, we can make sure that we improve it. I met with the women in the tech industry two weeks ago. This was the central issue that they raised, that the tax recap in its current form disadvantages them than empower them. But I think it's a good program that we shouldn't throw the baby with the bathwater. We need to look at its weaknesses and improve it. The roots at the core of the tax violence and why we asked retired judge Shonga to help us is to understand this issue of dispute of roots and the fight in the associations themselves, which are about who can be a member, drive on which road, make applications to government. We in the province have taken a decision that we want to build a database, reliable, accurate of who is a taxi operator in Gauteng. Because currently, you get a number of taxis on our roads, but you also get a shocking big, huge number that indicates that many of the taxis are not accounted for. So we have agreed with the leadership uh, of the taxi structures in our province that we need to build, based on modern technology, smart technology, identification, who are the taxi operators, including who are the taxi drivers, on which routes are they supposed to travel. And that is an investment which we as government must make to support the taxi industry with proper documentation. Law enforcement is also disadvantaged and weakened by the fact that there are illegal taxi operators. So this issue of the routes, the data, reliable and accurate and can be used for law enforcement, for protecting our routes, demand and supply on the routes. Those issues, absolutely, the colleague is raising Mm. matters that are critical to improving and turning around the taxi industry. I agree with him. These are matters that need conversations, sure. and we need more conversations until we find each other on the three points. Thanks so much, Mr. Mababolo. I'm going to ask you one question in relation to the points that you have made, and then I'm sorry, I'm going to have to move on to the second point, which would be the economic contribution. But you mentioned something which I would have asked in the last segment under professionalizing the industry. You mentioned routes. Why can't routes be open for any taxi? I'm asking this in the context of competition. Why should there be a set price? Why should routes only belong to certain taxis or certain taxi organizations or unions, whatever the applicable term is? I'm asking you first, after which I'm going to give Butabiso an opportunity to reply, and then that will be the end of the first point. Can I just say to you that uh, I think I shouldn't claim that uh, I, I have full grasp of the complexity of this question sure. you are raising on the roots. Let me first make that confession. Thank I'll you. give you an example. Mm. Immediately when I was appointed MEC, um, one of the issues I had to deal with was the dispute between Wata and Nandue in Soweto. When I thought we had, I can tell you, more than 10 to 20 meetings, and in one meeting that almost got us not to break, to sign the agreement. One meeting where we ended the discussions almost 2 o'clock in the morning, it came that actually the dispute at the heart of Nandue water in Soweto relates to a permit that I'm told was issued in 1971. And that permit is still at the core of the problem. Currently, as we speak, there are the water and do a dispute in Soweto hangs in the balance because 
the roots themselves. Who has which root from what time and who's entitled to which root is exactly the crisis. And I remember even saying to them, shouldn't we just have roots opened to taxi associations on a model that we can discuss and agree to? And I, I, what I'm saying to you is this matter is very, very complex. It will need a proper risk analysis to be done. It will need the maturity of the tax industry to look at it. And I'm quite sure that whatever solution we need must not solve a problem in the short term and cause a big problems in future. So mm. I would like to say to you that this one, the so. taxi industry and only the taxi industry can help us find each other on what is the historic justification of the root model and the way it functions currently. Okay. And I can say to you, we need a conversation on this because I don't think I've got an answer that I can impose on anyone currently. I think better conversations must help us to find a better answer. That is fine, sustainable. Fine. I've got you, Amisi. I've yes. got you. Thank you so much. Let me just get your response that Mr. Molelegwa, in context of what I've asked, what you've heard as a response, limited by the fact that he... Mr. Mavabolo, that is, is limited on his own understanding, but nonetheless something which clearly is an issue within the industry. Roots, competition. Why is this always an issue? What well, don't we understand I, I about to, them? I want to say something as a matter of record. Um, sure. I, I, I think it's a bit of a problematic conversation that you are having with uh, MSC Mavabolo. Precisely because um, it is for the first time after a period of about 10 years that we find an MEC in housing who has the approach that he has. So it, 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 it throws me off balance. But that being the big... What is his approach? What is his approach? His approach? Is it good or bad? It is, it is, it is very good. I mean, uh, you, you can see with the reception that is received. You can see with the way in which the industry has reacted to government. Uh, sure. a okay. willingness Excellent. to discuss. But, but I want to go to the issues. You see, about 10 years ago, if, if not less, we took the Kauten government to court over the same matter, and we won. And, and, and even today, as I speak, those, the court order was never implemented. Now, that is not only about the lack of implementation, but it shows the attitude that we experienced with the administration at the time. So, so, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that the law is very clear. We as a tech industry, we do not have a problem with competition. We are saying let it be equitable, let it not be discriminated, and um, let the law be applied. Now, the law says, the act of government says, you cannot issue an operating license or a permit for that matter on a route that is already existing, or rather, on a route that is already in the, in the hands of a, a particular operator. That's one. The second thing, we told government, based on the uniqueness of the taxi industry, you would have problems with what you would call independent operators because they do not subscribe to any form of policy of operation on the roads. Therefore, um, they tend to become the very problem that the industry seeks to avoid by forming themselves into associations or so. When you look into housing in particular, you realize that most of the routes in dispute have been a route being issued on top of a route, despite associations objecting to that. 
the Mall of Africa is a case in point where there was violence and so on. Long before that matter happened, the leadership in Gauteng warned the government of the time that this thing is going to create problems. Now, I'm saying this because I want to draw to the attention of the MEC mm. that even the provincial legislature considered in a way to our, our argument by, by putting an investigation that clearly produced results that says you've got a problem of conflicted officials in government, which, which if not addressed, they can only exacerbate the tension and violence that you find in the province. So I'm saying the good thing that we have in housing is that we've got an energy with an ear. But does he have does he have the necessary support to assist resolve the problems that are there? Which I believe he has. So it is it is about time that we speak frankly and brutally honest with each other so that we're able to resolve these issues that are there. Excellent. Thank you so much for that response. I do appreciate indeed. We're going to move on now to the next point. I'm going to ask the listeners who are at home to contribute, please. Now, rather than any time later, I can always have the conversation with the gentleman on the line. So if you don't want to call, that's also fine by me. But I would want you, please, and prefer for you to call. 891 We're talking about the appointment of the Commission of Inquiry into minibus taxi service type violence for Fertilities and instability in Gauteng. On the line, we have got Mr. Tabisho Molelekwa, who's Santaco spokesperson for this evening, as well as the MEC for Gauteng Roads and Transport, Mr. Jacob Mamabolo. Mr. Mamabolo, let's, if you like, in the context of you being a good MEC who's got the heart in the right place, can you tell us what the economic contribution, because you mentioned it earlier on, the economic contribution of the taxi industry before we give Butavis an opportunity to wrap at least that point up very quickly, please. Sure. Yes, can you hear? Hello? Yes, yes, indeed I can. Yeah, I'm just saying there was one point I wanted to build on what uh, Taviso was saying that the issue of corruption by our officials, he is absolutely spot on. That is why we have appointed a judge. And part of the terms of reference of Judge Shonga is investigate corruption by officials on every single permit because the permits that we are issuing are not determined by demand and supply on the road. They are more often determined by the corrupt appetite of officials, and that matter we're looking at it. And the tax industry has been saying to us, your officials are issuing permits that are causing us to fight and to kill each other because when everyone says I've got a permit, in the tax industry, if I've got a permit, you have got a permit, you can't say to me I can operate on the road. So this issue, we are looking at it. He's spot on. I must just also say to him, let's not praise a fish for swimming, uh, we shouldn't do that. We are just doing our work. And we, I mean, I, pre- I, I appreciate that. But I think let's uh, just continue to do our work. So the contribution of the tax industry to the economy, let me put it in this way. Imagine if 70% of the labor force of our country cannot go to work because of the challenges in the taxi industry. It will mean productivity of the economy will definitely go down. It will mean people will lose their jobs. It will even mean if tax industry is not working well, people arrive late, there, will, there are massive consequences. So the taxi industry constitutes the core backbone 
of yes. the movement of people to workplace. They try their best to arrive early, not in all cases. So the productivity of the economy is carried by the taxi industry. Whatever our perceptions, dislikes, distastefulness about the taxi industry, they carry the core of our economy. Also, so that is the issue I want to raise. The South African economy, amongst others, is the manufacturing base of our economy is essentially led, amongst others, by the automotive sector. In the automotive sector, the most key transactions happens in the taxi industry, including the spare parts and um, overall demand, aggregate demand of automotive sector in our in our economy. So I just wanted to give those two mm. issues that mm. the taxi industry, and if you look at the financial sector, remember that the housing economy is growing, no longer in mining and manufacturing. Um, it's the leading growth um, uh, sector of the economy is in the tertiary sector, and that is the financial services sector. The financial services sector, its liquidity to a large extent depends on the billions of rands annually that the taxi industry bank with the financial services sector. So the insurance companies, the fact that the tertiary sector for economy financial services grows mm. faster, it's also because of the contribution of the taxi industry. The last point I want to mention on the contribution of the taxi industry Quickly, is please. the jobs that they create. The only challenge I have uh, with the taxi industry, I hope will still... I'll still get the good acknowledgments, but where I differ with the taxi industry is on two issues. The taxi industry employs people, fire them on the spot, no labor rights for the workers, no better conditions of work. The issue, the way in which jobs are created but equally destroyed, and the working conditions of the taxi drivers, there I don't agree with the taxi operators, and I hope we will still have a good working relationship. They don't invest in the drivers. They don't train them. They don't and I suppose that, that, and that, that speaks to the last point. It's one big area. We need to help the tax industry to deal with that issue. That speaks to the last point in terms of professionalizing the industry from the owner to the driver to those who are employed in the taxi to the facilities that you and I, if we are commuters, use on the day. Let me take a call from Kwadkwa. Good evening, Mondli. Your question or con- comment, please. Yes, uh, hello, sir. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. Your yes, point, yes, please. Yes, sir. Yes, I just want to comment on this issue, sir. I think uh, hey, this thing is a big problem because, firstly, you see, like uh, taxi drivers, there's a problem here where, like, they get paid maybe like a load or it's a commission, but now they are unregistered. They are not covered. It's like now they are loading bags. Meanwhile, they are loading humans. I think they're supposed to be under the labor where maybe like you work, work, work. Uh, maybe after retirement you get something. And uh, it, will, it will be most respectful to the passengers. There will be like a way of understanding each and another. Where like you say, oh, this person is a worker. They may respect him because he has he have to respect me too as a passenger. And certainly, uh, you see within the taxi owners, Hey, 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 this bodyguard thing, this is the main thing which is causing the people to get get more taxi violence in a way that if you want to get bodyguards, you won't be told by anyone. 
no one will say something to you, even if you are wrong. But uh, you are not allowed because you got security guards. So it's a big problem. That's my only comment. Thank you. Thank you so much indeed, Monty, for your contributions. Two points there which we're going to touch on after the voice note. Voice note, please. Evening, Songa as well, and your guests, listeners as well. The taxi industry should be modernized. That's what the taxi bosses should realize. You know, they cannot solve everything with a gun. It's not going to work that way. We are moving um, to the fourth industrial revolution, and they should modernize, modernize, modernize. It's Kanye in Cape Town. Modernize, modernize, modernize. I think we touched on that earlier on when we talked about through the MEC a database that is necessary to keep tabs with the development of the industry. But let me come back to you now, Mr. Tabisha Monolekwa, spokesperson for Santaco, in relation to some of the user experience concerns that have been raised by first Mr. Mondli from Kwanpoint talking to us about just generally one's transaction with the industry. One feels as though literally they are a commodity who are just being transported from A to B without the kind of professionalization that one should expect at a point of sale, which the taxi industry for the most part is. Do you want to talk about professionalizing the industry, how drivers and owners themselves can better respond to, if you will, marketing 101 or business 101 in terms of making sure the commuted person is your most valuable asset? Because it is. I ask this in the context of Operation Clocomela on training some of your members. As we speak, as we speak, the president of Santiago is on a nationwide roadshow uh, where he speaks to the leadership of uh, the tech industry in all the provinces. There are two issues that he raised which are relevant to this. It's a question of gender-based violence and uh, are we doing enough to, to, to deal with the issues of, of, of commuters? Now, we, we acknowledge that... Um, in some areas, or in most areas, particularly here in Gauteng, uh, our commuters are not enjoying the, the, the service that they deserve. And we believe that uh, our drivers for a very long time have this entrenched belief that they are in actual fact doing commuters a favor when the, when the reality is the opposite. So, so, so there's a need to change this mentality. And this is why we continue to engage our drivers and we continue to take decisive steps when necessary. And it's unfortunate that there is some instances, and I hope this is what the MEC refers to, that uh, we, we, we hire and fire. I, 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 I don't remember where we've had that case, but if, if that is the case, that's not really how we operate. Because these are the very same people who, when fired, don't have anywhere else to go. But, but what is important is that, remember, the taxi, the taxi business belongs to the taxi owner, and it is therefore important for the owner to find invest, I mean, return on investment. So we are investing a lot of effort into ensuring that our drivers are trained, uh, ensuring, into, ensuring that our drivers are rehabilitated in terms of their thinking about, about computers. And I must say up front, it's not going to be an easy uh, 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 matter to deal with. Uh, because uh, in most cases you find that, uh, 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 and I must say this, in most cases you find that uh, drivers are actually in control, and this is what the president raised through uh, the roadshow, that in some areas, in some associations, 
it is actually the drivers who are in control. So the, even the owners cannot deal with the matters as uh, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are being brought to, to their attention. So these are the matters that we are grappling with. Uh, and we hope to partner strongly with government, and, and I'm glad the NAC has offered that, to ensure that we create training programs that are able to assist us, uh, you know, change the behavior of, of, of our drivers. We just but this is not new, Mr. Mololeko, this is not new. This is something which, for generations after generations, is a story that everybody who has used a taxi tells. Their experience not necessarily in lunch or lesser part, but it is something which no taxi commuter cannot talk about. Their experience at the hands of taxi drivers or at the taxi rank is something that leaves much to be desired for. A few years ago, we saw an image doing the rounds on television of a young woman whose only sin was to wear what she preferred to wear, being hassled and harassed at a taxi rank. We can talk about other issues related to gender-based violence, but I mean, that I think is the point that we're trying to address. It's not new. So for you to say we are trying as if it is something which has met you now, I think is limited in understanding that this is something which is probably as old as the industry itself. Why has it taken so long to make these kinds of interventions? No, no, uh, we, we have not started now. And uh, I must correct that, if this is how you understand. We've started this initiative for years now. And... And, and I'm saying, it is, it is unfortunate that this is more apparent in housing, but this does not reflect the reality countrywide. We've, we've, got, we've, got, we've got telling examples of provinces where these training programs have yielded results. You, 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 we, we can talk about Mpumalanga, we can talk about the Northern Cape, we can talk about some areas of the Northwest. So I'm saying the biggest challenge that we have as, as the industry lies here in housing. And this is where uh, we, we need even more stronger partnership, we need more support. And this is why we even went further to say we, we, we also want um, government to afford the industry some legislative authority because part of the problem is that you find that the driver and the owner are in cahoots in dealing with this thing. So the driver can continue to escape some of these issues with, with some of these challenges with, with, with impunity. But if we've got the necessary authority to act dismissed, uh, 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 we are able to deal with this matter with these matters head on. We acknowledge that we have not done enough, but we, we, we will continue to pursue this matter until we are able to get it right, particularly here in house. But I think you might have missed the point that Mr. Mamabolo was making. The industry is prone by virtue of it being the kind of industry that it is. I could be a driver today. Next week, I'm no longer driving. So the whimsical nature by which owners can hire and fire is real. It might not necessarily be sanctioned by law, but in reality, that is what is happening. And this is a crucial point. The law that regulates to the extent that it does, the taxi industry, is very different to the reality of the taxi industry. I'll make a a side example. I can be driving my Quantum with my family. I can guarantee you taxi owners or taxi drivers will stop me and ask me all manner of questions, notwithstanding the fact that the vehicle I'm driving, for instance, is a hired vehicle from a, an Avis, if you like. So I'm talking about the law versus the reality of the industry. You cannot talk us out of that. But now the example you make and what the NEC said are two different things. You are talking about the issue of service, and this is if I understood you, understood you correctly. The issue you are referring to by way of an example 
is, a, is an operational matter and, and, and it's a debate on its own. So I, I want us to deal with the issue of, of the driver. And I'm saying to you, we are aware of that. We are aware that there are areas in Houting where drivers are in complete control of what commuters receive. And I'm saying we even even just recently when the president of Santaco was with the leadership of Houting, he raised the same matter to say it is about time that the industry begins to gain leadership in terms of these areas. And and, and we are not saying we are making significant strides. We are saying it is a struggle because on one hand you've got the law that limits you, on the other hand you've got a situation that is continuing to spiral out of control. So you need All to right. find the balance. And this is what we are betting with, but we are attending to the matter. And this is why we have even extended further to the commuters to say, how can we best partner with you to the point that we are able to deal with your matters? Not a week after, not a month after, but spot on or effort. When Let me ask a quick question. No, I appreciate that clarity. Let me ask a quick, quick question, please, and I'm giving you no more than 30 seconds to reply to it. Taxi violence, hits, numbers on heads. What can you tell us about that? Until such time, and, and I'm glad there's a commission of inquiry, until such time, the South African Police Service is able to act decisively on perpetrators of violence. Those that have been, whose names have been given to them, and those that they have investigated. Until such time, the SAPS does its work, we will continue to have the problem that we do. Two, until such time, those police men who um, some of our association report to be part and parcel of the problem where they own taxis, mm. until that matter is being addressed, we will continue to have this problem. Thank you, you remember that years back, we got just last week, you remember that years back, in, 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 there was a story that made media headlines of a police officer who stole guns at his police station to go and kill uh, taxi operators in KZN because of who was being used as a hitman to, to, to resolve a uh, taxi violence issue. So until these matters are faced head on, we will continue to face taxi, taxi violence in the country. My brother, thank you so much for the candidness by which you gave some of your responses. We wish you well, and we will certainly follow up the Commission of Inquiry and we'll engage Santaco further. Mr. Tabiso, Mwalelekwa. Stay on the line, please, Mr. MEC Jacob Mamabolo. Let's talk now about the Commission of Inquiry itself. Very briefly, I mean, the five major themes there is to investigate the underlying reasons for recurring conflict, violence, fertilities, instability within the taxi-type service industry within Gauteng, two, activities of operators, legal and illegal, as well as any other group of persons, group or persons that contribute to the recurring conflict, violence, fertilities, and instability. The provision of minibus taxi transport services authorized by interchange base and direct route base permits and licenses for how minibus taxi business model, including the formation and management of minibus taxi associations, contributes to the recurring conflict, violence, fertilities and instability, and finally five, any other matter that any other matters that are ancillary or related to the matter sets out in four to five, in one to four big upon. The recurring theme here clearly is violence, instability and conflict. What can you tell us now from government's perspective is your major concern in this industry? Thanks very much. I wish I could have commented on the earlier discussion you had, but now that we're on the commission, the issues you were raising about professionalization, I wish I could comment on that. But Very quickly, please do. Very quickly. Yes. Please do. 
In Gauteng province, we, we have signed an MOU last week when we had a road safety summit we, uh, with everybody, but with the taxi industry, we signed. First step to show that the taxi industry is committed to change is by the 1st of December, in all taxi ranks in Gauteng, they must wear uniform as a respect to the commuter, and we expect it to even have um, the, the main tax. If the taxi industry can implement this basic, basic, basic thing of wearing their own association's uniform by the 1st of December, I've said to them, they will have demonstrated that they are not ready to professionalize, to corporatize, and to modernize. So we're giving them one simple thing. We have agreed. Let's do it. I'll be waiting to see if they are going to do it. We have agreed on a taxi academy. We have signed an MOU with um, uh, the um, uh, um, Armaments Manufacturer, which is AMSCO, to invest in driving skills, life-saving driving skills of the taxi industry. We are si- we signed an MOU. We have an agreement with UJ on improving the culture of the taxi drivers. We're running out of time. Uh, customer care. So, so I, I just wanted to say to you, we are doing something about that. On the taxi violence, you have hit it on the nail by outlining those issues. Retired Judge Shonga is appointed. And let me say this. If we don't solve the problem of taxi violence, we are putting the economy of this country at risk. We will be like ESCOM. That is why we are looking forward to Judge Shongwe with his team working with us, with the taxi industry to say, no one and no one must die. We must remove guns from the taxi industry. We must save lives. We must remove the demons from the taxi industry. And we are seeing in our province, I used to go to families where somebody has has died. Uh, Two families in a week, in a weekend. Now it happens on a rare occasions there's improvement we have seen latest people killed in city bank uh, in everton but i think since we had the provincial taxi summit since we talked with the judge the taxi industry seems to be saying we want peace and we're looking forward to modernization of the taxi industry and the critical condition for that is let us end violence let us save lives and let us make sure that we place the taxi industry on a new path, and that path is exactly what one caller said. You can't solve economic loss with a gun, and the taxi industry is embracing that. And from where I'm standing, the Commission of Inquiry is going to help us to make sure that we can all look at the taxi industry differently. But from them, excellent uniforms excellent. on the first of December will be the first big signal for me if they are no, ready to change. We'll have you back. I'm positive they are. And we're looking forward to that. We must also thank you for putting on the debate such a difficult, complex matter and the way you are handling the matter. I must congratulate you and thank you. I've been thanked, but I want to thank you and congratulate <laughs> you for doing a good job. Thank Can you I much. please say you cannot congratulate and shouldn't congratulate a fish for swimming? Some fishes <laughs> swim better than others. So you are, you are a good fish. You are a good fish. Yes, thank you. Dr. Thank you so much, MEC for Gauteng Roads and Transport. I'm sorry so much, Zoleka, for going over a minute, but I couldn't at any stage earlier stop this conversation. It was the escalating taxi violence in South African taxi industry, the Commission of Inquiry. We had Santaco, we had the MEC here. Whew, it's time for news indeed. I'm so tired.